And we're going to read from Rumi, Hidden Music. Shall I tell you our secret? We are charming thieves who steal hearts and never fail because we are the friend of the one. The time of old preaching is over. We aim straight at the heart. If the mind tries to sneak in and take over, we will string it up without delay. We turn poison into medicine and our sorrows into blessings. All that was familiar, our loved, our loved ones and ourselves, we had to leave behind. Blessed is the point that comes through me, but not of me, because the sound of my own music will drown the song of love. So, one thing that I've been very present of while I was meditating is how much we often want to live in that place of centeredness where that peace truly resides, and yet how much we are distracted by the things of this world. Once you open your eyes, there's all these things in the world that call your attention to it. All the things in the world that say you need to be taking care of this, what about me, get over here now, forget this and, and do this. And we often find ourselves living from one distraction to another. And the more we get caught up in that, the more we find ourselves feeling separated from that inner truth, that inner peace. It's wonderful to be able to go into meditation and to sit there and truly connect into that place of peace inside and to really hold to it for a period of time, whether it be five minutes or five hours. But there is that point in our day when meditation is fulfilled, the time is done at that level on the inner, that we do have to open our eyes. And when that happens, oftentimes our attention immediately drops down into the mind, into the emotions, and into the body, and we're totally distracted from that place of centeredness, from that place of truth of who we truly are. And we begin to identify ourselves back into the world once again. And that's normal. That's the way it often is. So allow it to be. Don't place judgment on that. Don't be fearful of that process. But be aware of that movement. Be aware of that movement of consciousness and see what it is that's taking place for us. What is it that we're making more important than the truth of who we are as divine? What is it that is distracting us so much from that place of loving that we know resides within us, that we have touched into, that we have tasted that sweet nectar of, that can still call us from it and cause us to get distracted back into this world of separation and pain and frustration and anger and all that it is. Pay attention and allow yourself to begin to see how you can begin to hold your light your loving, your peace, your joy in yourself as you begin to move into your daily routine, into your daily life. Don't leave that essence of loving that you have gained in meditation in the chair or in the bed where you were doing your meditation and get up and go do the rest of the day, leaving your loving there. And oftentimes people do that. The moment they open their eyes, 
okay, well, I've done my meditation, and now I'm going to go do the day. It's kind of like what I used to see as a child when I would go to church. And people would come, and they would attend church. Okay, well, I, I did my duty. I did my church. Now I'll go, and I can do all the other things that I normally do in the world, because now I've done the church. They don't take the essence of spirit that they find in the church. They don't find in the church service something that they can take with them or they have lost the ability to take what they do find in their service into their daily life so that their life becomes more spiritualized. And in some instances, I see that with people who meditate, that they do their meditation and they do it faithfully and they do it with loving and they do it with experience. But when they open their eyes and they get up and begin doing the rest of the day, they leave the essence, the experience of the meditation right there in the chair, and they get back into their old routine. They go back into being their old nature. And then at the end of the day, they're wondering, why am I hurting? Why am I so feeling separated from myself? Where is that loving that I want in my life? Where is the joy? Where is the simplicity? And that's a word to begin to focus on very much as you begin to live more the life of this spiritual journey upon the path of sound and light. And that is the word simplicity. This path is a simple path. It isn't a hard one. It isn't a challenging one. The tools that Spirit, that the Holy Spirit offers us are not hard to do. They are very simple. Loving, acceptance, forgiveness. Close your eyes, bring your attention to that place where your divine loving resides and wake up to that divine loving and let go of all those things that are not of loving. And then find that way to begin to bring that loving into every part of your life by living it in joy, living it in peace, living it in gratitude, living it in whatever way that might be that that loving can begin to seep, precipitate, move into your daily routine. But do it in loving. Do it in gentleness. Do it in simplicity. The world often says that we have to overcome in order to become. But on this pathway, there's nothing to overcome, to become something other than you are. Rather, it's to wake up to the knowing of who you really are and realize there's nothing to become, but rather it's something to wake up into and to begin to live from that place of awakening. It also then means that in this path of simplicity, there's not a lot of things that you have to overcome or do or let go or change in your life. But rather, it's learning to wake up and live from that place of the awakening, however that might be for you each day. And it's going to be different every day. I do not know of anyone, including myself, that has a meditation practice where they have the same experience every day of closing their eyes, holding their attention at the seat of the soul, waking up into the divine essence of themselves, and then taking that divine essence into the world. Why is that? Because... We have created so many things that separate us from God. We have created so many barriers and separations, judgments, fears, belief systems that have caused separation. 
But the action of loving removes all separation, removes all barriers, and allows us to move once again in a freedom, in a flow, in an action of loving that allows us to truly live in oneness, in peace, and in joy that we so, so long to do. And it's a gradual process. That's a part of the simplicity. It's gradual. We often in this world want it instantly. We want the pill of gratification. We want the blessing of spiritual awakening. And we want it now, right now. We don't want to wait. We don't want to have to do five minutes of something. No, no, right now. Just give it to me. I've had people who write their letter of intention. They listen to the CDs and the tapes and read the books and do their meditation. They come and get initiated. They get the name of God anchored inside of them. And the next week I get a phone call or I get a letter or they come into the house to talk. And they're frustrated. Well, I thought my life was going to change. I thought the moment I got initiated that all my problems were going to go away, that everything was going to drop, that I wouldn't have to deal with this stuff anymore, that these people would leave me alone, that my bills would get paid. Well, it's not that way. Because this pathway isn't about the outer. And it isn't about you in the outer action. This pathway is about the inner. It's about your relationship inside with God, with the divine in you. And it isn't about the outer world. So don't expect this practice of meditation that we do in the audible life stream to be earth-changing, because it's not. Even Jesus said, this is not my kingdom. My kingdom is of the Father's. And that is the truth of all of us. This isn't our kingdom. We didn't come here to change it. We came here to experience it. We came here to come into the knowing through experience of how we as divine, creative, loving expressions of God can truly manifest through loving, creatively, in a way to come into the greater fulfillment of the knowing of ourselves as divine. And that truly is a simple action of learning to live, holding our awareness at the seat of the soul, eyes open, eyes closed, meditating or doing paperwork or whatever it might be, ever putting God first. And the actions of putting God first is being responsible for our thoughts and our feelings, our actions and our reactions, and moving ever in three simple steps of loving, acceptance, and forgiveness. That's simplicity. Now, the world will tell us that there's a lot of things we have to do to get right, to be able to be true and right in the world, and to have the joy and the peace and the loving that we want. We have to confront all these deep, dark secrets and challenges of the inner self. We have to confront them. We have to fight them. We have to deal with them. We have to confess them. We have to move through them in such a way that we can finally be something other than those things. 
Well, I'll tell you a simpler way to do it. Where you do not have to walk through it all. You do not have to fight it, confront it, confess it, or anything else. You simply rise above it. And that's what this pathway is. This pathway is a pathway of resurrection, of rising above this creation and not being attached to it, being a part of it in the sense of experience, but not being caught up in it in the sense of trapped. So in meditation, as we hold our attention to the seat of the soul, there is something quite wonderful that truly does take place. We are beginning to resurrect ourselves. We are letting go of those things that have held us in bondage here. We are letting go of those things that we thought were so important, so valuable, that we had to hold on to or we would lose them. We are letting go of those belief systems that says, I'm not worthy, I'm not capable, or whatever it is that stops us in our tracks from having what it is we truly want in our lives. We resurrect ourselves from all of that by holding our attention to that place where the truth of us really resides, holding our attention on our own soul, at the seat of the soul, where God dwells within, and waking up into the truth of who we really are. Now, waking up is a gradual process for most of us. There may be a few of us that in the morning the alarm goes off and we're awake. But there may be a lot of us, including me, that when we wake up in the morning, it's a gradual process. We kind of stir, we go back to sleep, we stir a little bit more, we come a little bit more present, we go back to sleep. And even if the alarm goes off, we reach over, we turn off the alarm, putting it on snooze so that we can kind of do the same action just with the assistance of the alarm clock moving us through it. And that's what this pathway is like. It's a gradual process of awakening. It may be instantaneous for a few, where all of a sudden they close their eyes, they seem to go to sleep at this level, and they wake up on the other inside themselves as soul, and from there they live the rest of their lives in that awareness. But for most of us, it is a gradual awakening. We are truly climbing the mountain, that Mo the mountain that Moses climbed so many centuries ago, the inner mountain. It isn't about Mount Sinai or any mountain in the world. It's about the inner mountain that we must climb. And it's a gradual process of moving higher and higher each time that we walk the journey. And it's about the inner journey not about the outer, that this pathway of simplicity is sharing and talking and directing us to take. So if we can begin to realize that it's a gradual awakening, if we can begin to realize it's a gradual letting go of the things of this world that have held us in bondage, we begin to realize that gradualness is simplicity. And gradualness is gentleness. It isn't harsh, it isn't cruel, it isn't mean, it isn't demanding, it isn't necessary. It is automatic. 
If you hold your attention upon something, your awareness, your consciousness, your energy is going to follow that thought to that point that you hold your attention upon. That is what affirmation is about. That is how people often will create treasure maps, word affirmations, and get in their lives what they are holding their attention upon. They will take themselves to it or they will bring it to them because of themselves holding their awareness in that way. Well, we're not holding our awareness outward into the world to bring to us something or to bring ourselves to something. We are holding our awareness inward and upward to bring ourselves to that awakeful state of knowing who we truly are as divine. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and all else shall be given unto you. That's the greater truth. Rather than going out and seeking all these things that we think are the answer and the solution to our lives, why not seek the truth first? Why not seek and then have everything else be given unto us accordingly? And it's amazing when we do it that way just how simple this path truly is. We begin to find that we don't make so much of this world and the things of this world so important. We don't place our energy and our focus outward, ever chasing after, following after, trying to pull to us those things of this creation. But rather we begin to find that we live in a centeredness. We live in a simplicity. We live in a movement of consciousness, inward and upward, to that place of stillness, to that place of quiet, to that place of loving that is ever-present within us, just waiting for us to come awake to, so that we can begin to have that as our life, our way of life, our nature of being by which we do our day. And that's what meditation is about. Meditation is a different kind of affirmation, if you will. It's affirming yourself into the greater truth of who you truly are as divine, as soul, as spirit, as a child of God. And then allowing the creator of all things to give to us what God wishes us to have in our lives. And what is that? It isn't the things of this world. It is for us to wake up and to know the divine in us, that we are one with God and that God is one with us and that we dwell in God and God dwells within us right now. And that all that is of God that dwells within us is us to wake up into and to be, which is peace and joy and loving and gratitude, awareness, wisdom, truth, light and sound, and all that is of God. And when we begin to live in that centeredness, in that quiet, in that peace, in that joy, and we begin to find a way in that awakeful state with our eyes open to take it into our daily lives, there is something most wonderful in this simple action of, of loving that takes place. All those things that we thought were important, all those things that we thought we had to do, all those things that we felt we had to overcome, 
or let go of or forgive or whatever it might have been just drop away. They fall away just automatically. Why? Because they are not in harmony with this new level of awareness of beingness that you are now living in. They cannot stay in the presence of loving. They are going to drop away. And those things that have separated you from your awareness, from your truth, that you are a child of God, that you live in the Lord right now, all those things drop away so that you begin to live the truth of who you are. And it's a gradual process. So one of the other aspects of God that dwells within us is patience. Oh, Lord, give me patience. Well, God did. God gave us patience. It's for us to begin to allow that patience that is God in us to live and express and be experienced here. So be patient with yourself on this level as well as a soul. Be patient with all these things that the world has put upon us and says that we're supposed to be, we're supposed to do in order to be fulfilled. Be patient and allow yourself to wake up into the greater truth so that those things can drop away that have caused separation from that knowing of loving. And through that patience and through the action of you awakening to the loving that resides at the very center of your own beingness, your soul, you will begin to find daily a simplicity stirring in your life. And then it's for you to choose whether you're going to move more into simplicity and begin to participate in this new movement of loving, of grace, of gratitude? Or are you going to keep on picking up the old ways and bringing them back to yourself even though they're trying to fall away from you now? And oftentimes that's what we will do. These old ways, these old belief systems, these old things that have been put upon us, they're very familiar. They're like old comfortable clothes that are just so comfortable because they fit our body just perfect. They're so loose and easy to move in that it feels like we don't even have them on. They're not stiff and tight and uncomfortable like new clothing. And yet there's something wonderful about new clothing. When we put new clothes on, we feel different. We feel fresh. We feel aware. We want to show ourselves off a little bit. Oh, look, I've got a new shirt. Oh, look, I've got new shoes. Oh, look, I've got some new jewelry. And there's a newness about us with these new garments that we are putting on. But as soon as we get home, we want to put back on the old familiar things. We want to put on our comfort clothes, things that make us feel comfortable, things that we relate to as ourselves more. These new clothes, we don't really relate to ourselves. We feel good in them. It's showy, but it's not us. Well, it's the same with our thoughts and our feelings. Oftentimes, when we meditate, when we go to church, when we do spiritual action of some kind, it's like putting on new clothes. 
And for a moment we feel fresh and new and clean and vibrant and we want to go out and show off all of our new spiritual awareness. But then after a while, it's like, well, those other things are so much more comfortable, I think I'll just pick them up and put them back on and do them instead and do my comfort clothes, do my comfort habitual routine of life rather than wear these stiff, new, rather uncomfortable clothes right now because they're not familiar to me. They're not comfortable. They don't quite fit. I don't have them broken in yet. And that's the way this often is. We will get up from a meditation. We will feel fresh and new and alive and clothed in a new way of being. And we will go out into the world and we will carry that with us into the day for a moment, for an hour, for a morning. But eventually, we find ourselves taking off the new shoes and putting on the old, taking off the old garments and putting on the old, and living the old patterns again, living the old ways, being caught up in the old thoughts and the emotions. And the habits take over. Why? Because I know how to do them. I know how to deal with them. I don't have to think about it. I just do it automatically. I just do it automatically. The path of spirit is not automatic. It is awareness. It's very different. We don't do routine. We don't do automatic. We move with awareness. Constant awareness. What am I thinking now? What am I feeling now? Why am I acting this way? Why am I reacting this way? What are my thoughts about? Is this the direction I want to hold myself into? Is this the energy of emotion that I want motivating me to move in my life? We do things with awareness. Be aware of our thoughts and our feelings and be responsible for them. Be aware of our actions and our reactions and be responsible for them. Be aware and move in loving, acceptance and forgiveness with ourselves first. Oh my God, please with ourselves first and then with others. And that's part of the simple path. It all begins with you. It's not in the world and it doesn't begin in the world. It begins inside. That's simplicity. There's no place you have to go, nothing you have to do. Just sit down, close your eyes and go inside and begin to connect to your own inner truth. And do the actions that the Spirit has laid out for us to do with ourselves first. Loving, acceptance and forgiveness of self. And the way that you do that in the greatest way is by holding your attention at the seat of the soul and being still as you chant the name of God or the hue. Be still, but be in action. By chanting the name and letting that frequency build up inside and letting ourselves be aware of that building up of the frequency inside. And what is it that that frequency is? It's loving. So you're building the movement of loving. You're awakening to that movement of loving inside of you. And what will separate us from that is reaction. 
And so we pay attention, we stay aware, we stay awake in our movement of consciousness to what our reactions are to our own true nature as it comes awake. And we're going to react to it, believe it or not. We're going to react to that movement of loving. We'll either go into a place of unworthiness. We'll go into a place of separation. Or whatever it might be that is the reaction of the moment that causes us to be distracted from what it is we're here to do in our meditation. So we do things with awareness, both in our meditation and in our daily lives. And if we do that more and more, we will begin to find our lives beginning to transform into something most wonderful, most joyful, and most loving. And it's a gradual process because it's a challenge to stay ever awake in every moment of every day, especially in the beginning when we're not really sure what it is we're supposed to be experiencing, what it is that we're looking for or moving toward. It takes time to come into the greater knowing of that. And that's the game of patience. But if we're patient, and if we're ever persevering in this action of awakening, we begin to find that we can take that action of loving more and more into our daily lives. And we can begin to choose more and more in how we bring that more present in the next moment and in the next moment until finally we're beginning to make that as an automatic choice. And these things that were like garments that were new and kind of stiff and uncomfortable all of a sudden become familiar and more comfortable than the old clothing that we used to wear. All of a sudden those old shoes that felt so good and so comfortable all of a sudden don't fit quite right. They don't support us in the way we really want to be supported. And so all of a sudden we find ourselves now choosing the new rather than the old. And more and more we'll begin to live in that newness, to be renewed, to be restored in that way until we begin to live it more fully every day in every moment of every day.